Welcome back to Real Faith, Real Talks, where the thoughts are fresh and the talks are sweet. We are your hosts tonight. We got Kevin. What's up, guys? Carlos. Yo. I am Ika. And then there's Sammy. Hello. So today's topic that we want to speak about is emotions. And we just want to elaborate a little bit on this and speak our thoughts on what this means to us. And me personally, one of the emotional aspect of in in my life that i went through is actually learning how to deal with these emotions and learning how to coexist with them because it's something that takes over us but it shouldn't take over us to the point of controlling us it should be something that once we receive an emotion we should move with it but very cautiously it shouldn't dictate our actions it shouldn't dictate our lives right. um and just to share a little bit on that well, actually, um, you saying that brought a quote to my mind, or I heard, I heard a preacher, someone else quote someone else who I don't know who the original person said this was, <laughs> but they said that um, emotions make very good tools, but not good masters, mm. and it, it just adds on to what you're saying about making sure that our, we never let our emotions dictate what we do. It can be a part of our process to, you know, push forward in life, but it can't be what we do. Yeah, and I, f I really like the fact they're bringing this together because we want to present you guys with something that we feel like we really struggled with. And to have to in that season of our lives, if we would have listened to a conversation like this about emotions and the power that it could have, um, it really would have helped us overcome a lot that of what we went through. Right. And um she she brought up a good point something that we we all went through um because of that we know that a lot of christians out there are s going through those things have gone through those things or probably have like accomplished like you know those things you know what i mean like probably overcame those things yeah um and we know that it, it's not an easy thing to accomplish no you know we ha we're human beings all bottled up with so many emotions inside of us and a lot of us just uh, don't express those emotions the right, right. way, you know. Definitely. Um, a lot of us still need to l know or learn how to express those emotions the right way. Um, yeah, I think it'd be good if we all just go one by one and we start, we share maybe with an experience of a time that we went through an overbearing emotion and how we overcame it. What did, what did you guys learn from that? What was the, the takeaway? Yeah, so my takeaway with that was actually uh, a couple years ago when my father passed away. And when he passed away, I kind of went into a grief, uh, emotional state. And through this emotional state, I went into denial of it. And I knew I needed to seek help and counseling because it was getting to a point that it was starting to control my life. The emotion that I was feeling was um, getting involved with things I was doing in school, things I was doing in church, and it was just overbearing for me to actually live with it every minute of the day, right. knowing that he's no longer here with me. But mm -hmm. during that season, I was able to learn that with these emotions, we're able to, or with the grief of the emotion, we're able to see what's wrong internally with us and mm -hmm. identify something that was there that I wasn't seeing that it was going to dictate my actions. Right. Like, so you're saying that emotions aren't always a problem. They actually are a tool that we use to help 
identify a problem that we're going with. Like, mm. I know that I'm going through something difficult because I'm sad and I'm upset. Like, um, and that is really important. I, I think I brought this up earlier. Um, I think that when we do experience, like, for example, your story with a loss, right? You lost your father and the, the sadness that came with that. I think is actually fruit of the good emotions, right? Which was love and it's happiness. There are moments that you had with your father that I'm sure valued you, val- were val- value to you. And so now that you know in that moment when you lost him that you won't have those moments anymore, the feeling of loss of that love um, was necessary because that love existed in the first place. And I also think that um, it, it goes full circle that when you lose something that you love, and you feel the sadness that comes with it. That sadness then births thankfulness. It births gratitude to relationship that you had. And then that inspires you to build another relationship with someone else. That where you can bring this same kind of fruit to them. Right. You know, like you lost this father figure in your life. But now you see the value of having a good father figure. And it inspires you to be a better father figure to the people around you. Or be it when you have your son, your son. Ben, yeah, uh, um, it's funny because I was going to ask a question and I think you, you briefly answered it, um, which is, uh, you know, what's the difference between like losing someone when you're in Christ and losing someone when you're in the world? Because mm. um, when I, I lost my mom, I was in the world, you know, and that hit me hard. Um, so um, I, didn't, I didn't really have, like, I didn't really go to God for that, you know. Um, and, you know, Kevin said he, he, he lost his, his father, but I'm assuming you were in Christ, right correct yes right so um what did what were things that you did because you were in christ that helped you um through that grieving process well during that season when my uh father passed away i was already going through my own um storm or desert so during that period of time there were a lot of people that i consider family and another father figure also that i kind of lost around that same time period but not lost in death but was more of like we weren't speaking anymore so it was all of this cultivating with um going to school with doing ministry and doing the things for the lord that it just became overbearing right and it just shows that even if you're a christian and not you're still going to to life experiences yeah yeah Yeah, that's so real it it doesn't it doesn't stop just because you're a christian that's right you know it's the same thing as he him losing his his um father in christ and me losing my mother you know in the world we went through the same thing, slightly different the way, we, you know, the outcome was um, and y- y- things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that I kind of did during that period of time as a Christian was what I said earlier was seeking help. Right. Because one of the things that we learn in the world or even the whole stigma of saying mental health is an issue to go and seek therapy or seek counseling because people are going to think that you're crazy right. or they're going to label you, but that's not the case. Um, aside from going to prayer, aside from speaking to my pastor, it was necessary for me to go to counseling, to speak what was going on, to take out the things that were deep-rooted in my heart and my emotions uh, based on my relationship with him and be able to now transition knowing that he passed away, but at the same time look back at all the good memories and not focus on the negative aspect yeah. of it i want to ask you carlos a, a question yeah. you know you, you just shared that you, you did lose your mother when you were out outside of the lord right before you really came back to christ um 
what was your grieving process like? What was your healing process? Oh, it was uh, <laughs> um, because I was in the world. I went straight to drinking. Um, it was uh, more drinking, um, and um, I think around that time, I I also started trying to go m- more towards um, towards smoking weed. Um, I used to smoke weed when I was younger, and I stopped during the you know because uh, I got saved, and then I I backslid. Um, and then, um, you know, during the my mom's death, uh, I really just went towards just drinking and um, and smoking weed and and just trying to like suppress my emotions, which mm-hmm. that didn't help at all, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I didn't really have no one to talk to like that. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, it sounds like what you were doing there was just coping right. with other substances or other ways to try to suppress what you were really feeling your emotions. Right. And by doing that, you were trying to find an escape towards it. But we've learned that when we try to seek these things in the world, it takes us deeper into darkness than instead of actually finding a solution. But us as Christians, we've learned in our experiences is that when we come to Christ, yeah, sometimes it's not going to be a one, two, three microwave um, outcome. But we do know that by the time that we finish that journey, that desert, that storm, our faith is going to grow and our relationship with God is going to grow where now that moment that we lived and we look back at it's no longer going to be a moment of hurt it's going to be a moment of yeah that was a season that I had to go through right and I learned and I saw God in that season yeah I mean I personally haven't lost somebody at at that level like a parent Mm -hmm. but I can resonate with um, going through my own emotional problems like my parents splitting up a couple of years ago was a, a heavy emotionally on my case um, and I know that being able to go even to God not even to a person like a pastor because I, I didn't have someone like that at the time but just going to God and praying to him about what I was feeling and what I was going through it just being able to bear those raw emotions and then to be met by the love of God to heal those deeper places of me I know I mean, it saved me from so much more emotional drama, more like deteriorating myself. I mean, I thank God that I didn't turn into drinking or turn into doing drugs because those things were available for me. I just I I, I was able to be met by his love in a moment where I needed it most. And it's true because just because you're a Christian and you're going through these emotions don't mean that there are a lot of Christians out there that go straight to God. A lot of Christians don't backslide. Yeah. You know, they'll yeah. go straight to, to drinking. They'll go to, to whatever was the last thing that they had. Um, fornication, yeah. you know what I mean? Like porn, mm-hmm. you know, just so they can, you know, forget about what they're going through at that moment. Yeah, I think a common thing that I'm hearing between all of your testimonies, too, is that grief and any kind of really strong emotion is something you can't really get out of by yourself. You know, in Kevin's situation, he went to the Lord. But in Carlos's situation, he relied on something else. There's, There needs to be an anchor, almost like a hand pull, something to take you out of right. that dark place, that, that emotion that um, experience puts you in. So I think it's also important that when you are going through these kinds of emotions, that y- you have to be very careful who you go to, where you go to. I'm sure, Carlos, maybe, I don't know if you were surrounded by those kinds of people yeah. that had that kind of easy yeah. access, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was definitely surrounded by um, those type of people, um, and it's it, it was difficult because um, like it's true. Once you start it, it's just a, a, 
you just continue and continue and continue. It's, mm-hmm. it's a nonstop. It just snowballs all the way until like, like you can't stop it anymore. You know? Yeah. Um, it's not just like I'm going to try this once because I really need the help today. Like I'm just going to take one drink. Right. Or it's just going to be one smoke. It's just for tonight. I really, really need it. It's like you were saying, it's, it's definitely a spiral. So personally, you know, I really encourage anybody that's either going through this or has gone through this to find somebody that the closest person you know that has the closest relationship to Christ. Because unfortunately, someone that's hurting as much as you're hurting or that's still recovering from a hurt that they've been through cannot help you get out of your own hurt. Right. And I definitely agree with what you're saying, because even when you're going through the grief, sometimes the last thing you want to do is talk to God. Especially if someone dies in your family. You know, the first thing some people do is blame God. Like, right. God, why this? Yeah. Why this? Why? Yeah. Why did you allow this to do that? When in reality, like, if they just go to God, they'll under- be able to understand the bigger picture of why it was, um, you know, the thing happened or why the person died or things like that. Um, so because of that, I definitely agree to always have that one person that you can always go to. Because if you can't go to God, at least you can go to that one person to help you and guide you to God. Right, to help you see clear. Cause yeah. We can all agree that when we're being super emotional or something terrible has happened, oh, we cannot yeah. think straight. Yeah, definitely. The last thing that's on my mind is what's the right thing to definitely, do. Yeah. It's the quick exit, the quick escape, right? Yeah, and I also want to bring it back to something Samuel was saying earlier. And I think, and what Kevin was saying, I think it's really important to understand that as, and even Carlos, I think you mentioned it too, actually. Um, it's really important to understand and just come with, um, just come to understand the fact that as Christians, it's okay to not ignore your emotions. Yeah. You know, it's okay to be emotional sometimes. Like Samuel was saying, the emotional part, like when in what Kevin was experiencing with his dad that grief and that pain really led to him to value his father and maybe when he's older or when he has his first child he's gonna try to be that father maybe that his father wasn't or try to take those good parts of his father and really try to be there for their for his kid because he understands that there's value in the time that you spend with someone some with somebody that you love yeah and it's true um we're all still learning you know it doesn't matter how at what like what age you you are or, or like how old you are yeah. right um we're all still learning so it is it doesn't even matter well it matters like the experiences that you've went through right but at the end of the day whether you're 40 you're 13 you're 12 you're 20 something you're still growing up you know you like you're still learning through those process yeah know? yeah I think actually so to add on to that, and maybe I don't know if this is too big of a tangent, but even as a leader um, or somebody who's in a position or a parent, for example, like there's so much times where you have to hold back your emotions in right. order to be there for the people that you're around. Yeah. And I mean, yes, there's a weight and a responsibility in you to take care of the people that you are with, but it's just as much a responsibility to make sure that you're doing okay. You know, because you can't take care of them if you're not okay. Right. Um, and, and that's something that my brothers and I very much, my whole family has very much experienced in that you know, we're, we're ministry. You know, my parents are pastors and I, and I help uh, with the lifting up of a ministry. And there's so many seasons that I face and maybe somebody out here listening has also faced where you just put your emotions aside 
you put your feelings aside, your desires aside, your your the little moments of fun that you want to have. You just put it all aside into a little box. You say, no, we need to do this for the the vision of the house. You know, like, no, I can't go out with my friends because there's service tonight. No, I can't, you know, go watch this movie. No, I, I can't, I don't know, go to this party because I, there's ministry that needs to be done. You know, there's a worship set list that needs to be put together. There's a prayer night that needs to be done. Someone needs to be at church at five o'clock in the morning to open it up. And so, I mean, to those people, I can tell you that standing on the other side of the water, I know that taking time for yourself to have your own emotions, to enjoy your own life, to breathe is so important. Like I, I couldn't do what I do now in ministry if I didn't have the moments in between where I'm sitting with friends on a couch making a podcast. Like these moments that I just enjoy life and I breathe easier. Right, right. Yeah, and I want to emphasize too that having emotions does not make you a weak leader. Mm-hmm. It does not make you a weak Christian. You know, God really, I feel like he, um, no, I definitely know he takes importance and he, ta- he takes value in our emotions. And while you were speaking, I got the scripture that came to mind, Proverbs ten twenty two, where it says the Lord's blessings bring wealth and no sorrow comes with it. A lot of times God uses our emotions to help us discern yep. which seasons, which paths, which decisions are from him and not from him. And I definitely want us to talk about that. And um, if one of you guys can share, like, what's the difference really between a conviction from the Lord and an emotion? Like, when is it, when does your emotion lead you to a conviction? I guess uh, if an emotion is leading you away from the word of God or whatever the word of God says, it's not a conviction. Mm, That's good. You know. Yeah, um, staying anchored to the word is very important, like Carlos said, and also the people that you have around you. Like I, I, I got I've in this last season, God has really been teaching me about the importance of community, mm-hmm. and how community leads you, and how it's really a support system for you, and it's a reflective system. Like, like if I, what I'm doing is negatively affecting me. Or the decision I have to make is such a big decision. I can go to the people around me and be like, hey, what do you see this as in my life? Correct. You know, how is this going to affect me? How is it going to affect us? And use that as a point of reference and make a decision. Not just be guided by emotions like, okay, this feels right to go on this vacation right now because right. I really need to let... Like, Not saying that you can't go on vacations, but there's maybe not be the time for that right now it might not be the moment for you yeah yeah and i agree with that because one of the things that i did was to run away from the the emotion to run away from the problems what i did was that i booked a flight immediately right after the holidays and i left for three weeks to another country just to avoid having these issues uh, just to kind of escape what was happening in my life yeah talk about that is it possible to run from your emotions or is so we could always try to run from our emotions. We could always say, okay, I'm going to escape it by, you know, if you're having an issue with your family, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to move out because I'm going to I'm gonna be better off there. But what I've learned in these moments of emotions and trials is that when you try to run from the problem, it's going to appear again somewhere else because God is trying to teach us something in that setting. 
Right. Yeah. Unless yeah. there's like an abuse that something is happening that it's not from God. And we see that there's something attached to that, like an emotional abuse, physical abuse. Um, then that's a different situation. But in moments of like you're trying to wait, trying to run away from the problem, or trying to away from a calling or something like that, you're always going to find another situation similar somewhere else. So it's not going to end there. Yeah, I can definitely testify to that. I went through a season in my life when I first came to the Lord. You know, there's a lot that comes with being set apart, mm-hmm. you know, because when you come to the Lord, you, you know, you didn't just, you're not just automatically reborn again, right. naturally, you know, like um, Nicodemus, like you can't, you don't come out of your mother's womb a second <laughs> right. time and yep. you're born again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's of it's of the spirit, but you still have to be cleansed and washed, renewed of the mind and all these things from everything. That includes past relationships. If you come into the Lord with the um with the relationship with like boyfriend, girlfriend, close friends, best friends, close cousins, whatever the case may be. Leaders. Leaders, school. Yep. It's really hard to detach from that. So I went to a point where I was so it was so difficult for me and it was it was just so hard because the only thing that I knew up to the point that I said yes to Jesus was everything else that the world was teaching me to do. Mm. Right. And it's true. It's a process. It's, it's definitely not just going to be like a light switch on and off. And that's yeah. it. You know, yeah. and um, even when like we sin, you know, our emotions get the best of us. You know what I mean? Like I remember um, when I used to uh, um, struggle uh, with pornography and everything else, I used to hate it. And it, it used to hurt. It used to, you know, like I, I had so much, so many emotions built inside of me. And, and around that time, it was when the enemy was lying to me, saying, "Oh, you can't speak to anyone about this because of what they're gonna think mm. about you." You know, so I was basically by myself, living by myself, and doing all these yeah. things. You know, what isolated. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's it's just like, what do you do when you're in that situation? Mm-hmm. You know, when you all you're doing is you know the sin is bad. You know that like. Well, you feel like in your mind you can't talk to anyone, but all these emotions are being built inside, and you're hating what you're doing. You're hating yourself for for what you you know the things that you're doing. Yeah, and I think I've personally experienced too where God is an expert to let you go to the lowest of your lows yeah. Yeah. for Him for you to go. There's no lower you can go yeah. from where you, you hit rock bottom already. So the only place to cry out and to look is just straight up to him and cry out to him. And that's what I was sharing with my testimony that I feel I got to that point of desperation yeah. where I it was either it was I, I didn't know what to do. It was either continue going and feeling struggle, feeling the struggle, which is what I was thinking in my mind or just turn back where everything is easy. And I know how that life works. Right. So I can just go lift that again. Um, but then that's when the Lord spoke to me in prayer. And he told me clearly, no matter where you go or run, you can't run away from me. And which is what Kevin was saying. The process comes from the Lord. You okay. can't hide or run away from an emotion, from a situation, because God's really trying to use you. If you got so far to accept Jesus, if he's really put everything in place for you to understand and for the Holy Spirit to open up your heart to receive him, is because there's a calling over your life and there's a purpose. And God's not going to give up on you if he's already started for, well, he started when he died for you. He continued when he saved you. Yeah. And now he's not going to stop because things are getting hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's true. Yeah. Um, convictions versus emotions. Uh, is what we're really talking about. And yeah. one another good way to make sure that you're not just following your emotions, um, I think T.D. Jack said it, is that don't make 
a long-term decision in a momentary circumstance. Mm-hmm. Always, always be, when you're in the middle of going through something, because we're always in the middle of going through something, always think long-term. Always think, what is my decision right now going to look like a year from now? Mm-hmm. And that's also a really good way I've learned to um, weigh how much we should struggle with the situation you know like sometimes we put so much pressure on little things and we get overwhelmed and emotional like i'm somebody i struggle with anxiety for a lot of my life and a very easy way that i let go of my anxiety was that i would think about okay is this gonna even matter tomorrow Mm. you know next week is this is this gonna matter a year from now am i gonna be thinking about this still and most times the answer was no doesn't matter it's not going to matter to me it's not going to matter to anyone else and i can't let this over overwhelm me to make the wrong decision yeah and i feel like something that that what that brings up to mind and it's something also that our pastor spoke about are truths right yes there is subjective truth and then there's objective truth right there's the truth that's dependent on my emotions and my opinions and what i'm living now and then there's the actual substantial truth that can't be unshaken mm-hmm. right and I feel like a lot of times when we're going through those emotional, like, for example, in your case, anxiety, in your case, pornography, like whatever the case may be, there's always the one truth. And that's the word of God. Right. Whenever you're doubting what, for example, what decisions do I make? How should I be feeling? Where can I go? I don't like is, is this real? I'm afraid. What right, do I right. do now that I'm afraid? I guarantee you 100 percent of the time, not even ninety nine point nine, 100 percent of the time, if you go to Google and you search up your situation, and you put at the end, in the Bible, to any situation, <laughs> you will find a scripture Amen. that'll definitely minister to you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, even on YouTube, you can you can look up um, preachings, and you'll put, you know, like, anxiety preachings. Yeah. Or, or you know what I mean? Things yeah. like that. Um, yeah, and actually, just listening to this conversation here, I mean, just stepping out for a sec, like, just thinking about what we're just talking uh it brings me to the story of david and Bathsheba, because during this moment of his sin with her there was a consequence that god well there was multiple consequences but the one that i'm referring to is the death of his child with her because of the sin because he killed uriah the hittite and um so one of the things that the word speaks about is that when when the child was alive, David didn't eat. He just fasted. He understood that in the moment, he, he was already going through a moment of grief. But then when they told him that um, his son had died, he just cleaned himself up. He wiped his over. He like showered, and he's like, bring, bring me food. Mm-hmm. Bec- and they asked him, what, what just happened? Like, you were just grieving and stuff. Why is it that you now changed? He's like, what's the point of grieving when you know it's not going to be brought back to you? So he, he says, the Lord took it away. So during the time that he was alive, I was praying to see mm. if God would change his mind and, you know, grant me this request. But since the child is no longer here, what's the point of me trying to do something that is in vain? Right. But in his emotion, yes, he was going through some hard time. But he knew in that moment, like, okay, w- my decision here, my mindset is going to dictate what's going to happen next. And his mindset was focused on, all right, if this is not going to change and it didn't change, I cannot allow it to dictate me now. I have I have a job to do as a king. Yeah, that's huge because that's that that leads me to ask this question, you know, like what are you looking at? 
wh- where's your focus yeah. at? Because at that time, David was just looking at his child, looking at his child and seeing the condition of his child, which is what brought him into so much grief. But it wasn't until he removed the child and put what the Lord was doing in the moment and the fact that the child is now behind him, the situation is now behind you. You know, what am I going to focus on? Whatever you focus whatever you focus in and give your energy to, you bring life to that thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just, for example, dwell in weed or indulge yourself in, I don't know, what, isolation, for example, yeah. and hope and expect that one day you're just going to wake up and you're just going to feel chipper and joyful. You're just going to walk out like nothing. Right. It's that bold move like David had to do to pick himself up, clean off the ashes, eat something, and move forward. You know, you have to walk out of that room that you've placed yourself into. Right, and it's that relationship that David had with God that probably helped him overcome those things. Yeah. You yeah. know, like yeah. um, with me, I overthink so many, like in so many scenarios, and like I'm overthinking every single time um, throughout the whole day. And um, I realized that if I don't read the word, it's just a constant, you know, battle in my mind mm-hmm. over and over and over. You know, um, when... I sit down and I read the word and, you know, I'm praying and and I'm worshiping God. At that moment, that's when everything just, you know, stops. That's when all the storms just stops. That's just, you know, when when I'm just the most calm that I've ever been in that day. That's interesting because with you just saying that and it actually brings me back to the book of Samuel, which is funny. Um, When 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 Saul sinned. And it says that the spirit of the Lord left him and an evil spirit now came to him. He was going through these emotional state that he was kind of going crazy there. But it says that when they brought David and he used to play the harp for him, mm-hmm. he it used to soothe him. It used to calm him yeah. down. It used to bring him to ease because it was that ministry of the ministration of what David was doing, which it was establishing God there. It made things go away, and that's the thing that we have to do is what are the things that we're doing that is causing everything to just be chaotic in our mind, in our emotions? But when we go to the Word, when we go to God, that is when we're going to see a change because where God enters, the situation changes. It cannot remain the same. Yeah, um, I think that's, that's the best advice that we can give when it comes to emotions is constantly be inviting God into the situation. It doesn't matter what it is, big or small. And also realizing that Jesus is just as, I don't want to say worried, but your emotions to you matter just as much to him. Yep. Yes. Uh-huh. He cares about where your heart is. Yep. It's never once Jesus like, oh, just get over it. Yep. yep. The reality is he, he matters. It saddens him when you're sad. Yeah. You know, when you're angry, he feels it. Yes. And he wants you to push forward through it. Yeah. So always come back to Christ and recognize that he's with you. Yeah. And God knows exactly what we're going through because Jesus incarnated himself. He became man. And the Bible says, and it's the shortest verse, he wept. Mm. And Jesus wept when his friend died, when Lazarus died. So Jesus went through everything that we're going through. He went through the grief. He went through pain he went through you know anxiety um he went through fear because we see it even when uh in in semini he went through these things so he knows what we're going through but because he knows he knows how to resolve it he has a solution so when we come to him we're actually seeking for that solution that strategy to get out of our emotional state whether it's 
uh, too much positivity or is a negative emotion that is affecting us. Yeah, and I feel like I should make the point that Jesus doesn't expect us to always be okay. Amen. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, that's the whole point, that yeah. we'll never be okay. Correct. And that's why his grace is sufficient. Amen. And that's why he emphasizes that he perfects himself in our weaknesses. Yes. Because there's so, so, so many. And that's the whole point. I was reading today, too, how um, when Paul says, I don't remember which book, but where Paul says that we would we would scarcely give our lives for a righteous person. Maybe we'd give our lives for a good person. But Jesus came and gave his life to sinners. Yeah. He didn't wait for us to be in a good condition. He waited for the world to be in its worst condition yep. to then say, okay, now you're worthy for me to die for you. Yeah, he correct. wants that codependency. Yeah. And it's something that I've also learned you were meant to be codependent, but not of, not in the world. You're not meant to be codependent of natural people, of the of the things around you, of your work, of your school, of your talents. You're created to be codependent only to the Lord. Amen. So your soul and your your spirit will constantly be hungry to lean on something, but it's the pillar of Christ. Amen. <laughs> yeah, so I guess in conclusion, we can say that there are practical ways to definitely overcome an overbearing emotion, right? We mentioned it. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like, sorry, I feel like we, we, we touched a little bit of, of s- like, I guess you can say the quote unquote important things of in emotions, because emotions is just a broad, like, like topic. Yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely. And we actually want to hear from everybody. So we want to hear what you think about emotions. What are some of the topics of emotions that we may speak in the future about? You can actually follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Real Faith Period Real Talks. Or you could email us at info at realfaithrealtalks.com. Right. And, you know, uh, share your testimony with us. Please. Don't leave us all in the room, guys. Yeah, and we also just want to end in case, you know, just to sum up the very imp- the important parts, like what I was saying earlier, the practicalities of how to get over the, of how to overcome your emotions and don't let them, you know, be overbearing on you. We don't, you know, it's not, it's not a good feeling to be in a dark pit and stay there. Right, we want right. to help you guys climb out. Right, we're all going through the same thing. It can be yeah. different situations, but um, we're all going through the same thing. We all have the same goal. Yeah. In, in Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and it's good to always help each other out um, when we're going through these things. Right. Yeah. So in conclusion, guys, please, if you don't have anybody to talk to, find somebody the close the, the person that, you know, has the closest relationship to the Lord in your circle. If not, like Kevin was saying, we are here for you guys. 24 7 don't be ashamed. We've all been through. I don't want to say everything, but we right. feel like we've been through enough. Right. In the yeah. world to be able to relate to what you guys um, are going through right now. You know, and remember, keep worship, keep prayer and keep Christ at the center of all of your situations, the center of every single one of your day. It literally helps. It's 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 a uh, what do you call that? A lifesaver. It's a boat. It's a raft. It's a floaty. <laughs> yeah, it should be your anchor. <laughs> it's an anchor. <laughs> 
It's like a life jacket. Yeah. Life jacket. Thank you, Kevin. (laughs) Translator over here. Yeah. All right, guys. This is real. All right. Should we end in prayer? Yeah. And I'll. Yeah. So we'll end in prayer. God, I thank you, Lord, that every person who is listening to this podcast is someone, my God, who you are with in this moment, in their situations. I pray, my God, that Holy Spirit, that they they take something away from this, Lord, and begin to put it into practice inside of their lives. I pray and I ask that, Jesus, you would show yourself as the creator of their hearts and the stewards, my God, of their emotions. I ask, my God, that people will take this podcast as an opportunity to reflect, Lord, on how they are dealing with their emotions and how they will continue to deal with their emotions, Lord. Let them know that they are not alone, but that you are with them and that you are for them, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Guys, we are Real Faith, Real Talks, and it was a pleasure to speak to you tonight. Amen. God bless everybody. See you next time. These talks will be ready for your ears to hear every Saturday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. If you have any questions, prayer petitions, or cries of outrage, you can reach us at our social media, realfaith.realtalks, on Facebook and on Instagram.